CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. He has emerged as one of the most vocal critics of Canada's pandemic lockdown measures. A small town preacher in Ontario named Henry Hildebrandt has made headlines for defying public health laws. But now some former members of the church are raising concerns about disturbing doctrine and the minister's possible motives. Aylmer, population 7,500. A rural community in southern Ontario where a wide range of religions have coexisted peacefully. When the town forefathers settled on the slogan, Proud Heritage, Bright Future, they likely didn't envision a day that looked like this. November 7th, 2020. 2,000 people from across southern Ontario descended on the once sleepy town. <laughs> protesting public health lockdown measures. They called it the Freedom Rally. Freedom! Freedom! Leading up to the rally, the town of Aylmer declared a state of emergency over fears of violence. That decision turned Mary French, the mayor, into a target. You were subjected to threats. No one said they wanted to kill me, per se. They said, you know, we're watching you, watch your back, don't step out on your front porch of your house, we know where you live. Don't leave town hall, because if you do, we'll be watching you. We have rights, they exist always and forever. They don't go away ever, automatically, just because somebody wants it to go away. When you saw the images of the thousands of people descending on Elmer during that Freedom Rally, what were the thoughts that were going through your mind? I cried. It's heartbreaking. That's all I can say. Heartbreaking because it has pitted citizens against each other. As the protesters flooded the downtown streets, one of the mayor's neighbors was surrounded for trying to spray the protesters with his hose. The men breaking this up in the reflective vests are not police officers. And you might notice that some in the crowd have a distinctive way of dressing. They are members of a small but controversial Aylmer church, whose leader, Pastor Henry Hildebrandt, has emerged as a hero to the anti-lockdown crowd. Many have no connection to his religion, but are relishing his politics. We are many, they are few. The pastor has been celebrated for his message of resistance at rallies across the province, in Toronto, London, Cornwall, and at this massive one in his hometown of Aylmer. We want our God-given freedoms. Freedom taken away from one of us is freedom taken away from all of us. Pastor Hildebrandt is with the Church of God Restoration on the outskirts of town. The church is part of a tiny fundamentalist Christian sect that was formed in the 1980s. Its founder, Danny Lane, was a self-described former addict and drug dealer in the U.S. Followers have a strict and literal interpretation of scripture, with a history of excommunicating those who break the rules. 
There are just 21 congregations around the world, mainly in Mexico, the U.S., and Canada. For the most part, the church has coexisted with the diverse religions that call Aylmer home. But COVID-19 has changed everything. Here we are. Amen. For months, Pastor Hildebrandt has defied lockdown measures, holding passionate services in the parking lot, taking on the police. An evil, tyrannical, oppressive system has pitted our police officers against its own civilians. And issuing warnings to the government. You'll have to get ready to burn us at the stake because Christians are known to never give up. Never give up. Never give up. At times, the pastor has even opened the doors to preach inside. When tyranny becomes law, disobedience or resistance becomes duty. My hope is built on nothing less. Police have made more than a few visits to the Sunday services. Pastor Hildebrandt, this is a summons here for the Church of God. Handing out thousands of dollars worth of tickets and summons for violating public health orders. So you tell the judge. No, sir. That's yours. You know where it is. That's your court date, okay? Thank you, sir. Think about what you're doing. In one instance, a police officer inside this van was surrounded by a crowd that included the pastor's son, Herbert, who can be heard instructing them. Don't let him leave. Others in the crowd taunt the police officer. Where do you live? Where do your kids go to sleep? Tower! This is what a tower is! There are also allegations of outright violence involving the pastor's son. Some cracked ribs, you know. It's kind of hard to breathe sometimes. Herbert Hildebrandt has been charged with assaulting an 84-year-old man who had put up a pro-mask sign near the church. It's tough. Um, Mayor French says all of this has been bad for business. We do bring in a lot of people from outside of Elmer shopping. They love to shop here, but they're saying we're not coming back because they're going to be around people that don't wear masks or don't believe in masks. Some Ilmer residents have had enough of the Church of God restoration. Regularly on Sundays, they've taken to lining the highway in front of the church as a form of protest. They all get together every week without masks and no social distancing. Pastor Hildebrandt and his Church of God restoration may be making headlines for firebrand messaging around masks and lockdown. But this former member claims that the church is actually a cult that has more going on than their high-profile battle to pray inside during a pandemic. What I want the people to know is watch out because he's going to manipulate your mind. Henry Hildebrand ain't no godly man. He might say all kinds of uh, spiritual things, but he ain't no godly man. No godly man. Chris, whose identity we're protecting, left the sect recently and says the church that has become so vocal about fighting for freedom doesn't give much freedom to its own members. They control everything. They control how we paint our house. Paint your house? Yes. It's supposed to be white, only one color. They tell you what colors you wear. They tell you what cars you drive and what cars you don't drive. Members are banned from using the internet. And along with the modest dress, Chris says even the undergarments they wear are dictated by the church. 
the man's underwear and t-shirt have to be white. The woman bra and underwear all have to be white. And, and the vest buttons in general have to be very plain. The man have seven buttons and the ladies have five. If you go over that, you're trying to be worldly. Trying to be worldly is frowned upon. And Chris says marriages are arranged, vacations must be approved, and that those who leave are shunned. And this? Chris says the lockdown protests, which have exposed thousands of new potential followers to the church, are actually a fulfillment of one of their prophecies about the apocalypse. The Church of God Restoration believes that their ranks will swell in the days leading up to the end of the world. Lord, protect us now. Help us all, dear God, Lord, to fulfill our place in this life. The Church of God has made headlines for being at the forefront of the anti-mask movement. It's not about the mask thing. It's not about the masks? No. It's about attracting more people to their church that their prophecy will be fulfilled. That's it. All of a sudden, the sky will split open and Jesus is going to take this church to heaven and the rest will go to hell. Coming up, they'd rather have seen me die physically. At least my soul would go to heaven. Preaching faith over medicine. I believe that God is our physician. When W5 continues. My mom died as a 50-year-old. This belief system that promised her an eternal life, robbed her of whatever else she could have lived and experienced. The cemetery in Aylmer, Ontario, is where many of Robert Thiessen's family members have been laid to rest. The Church of God Restoration, which has made headlines this year as the anti-mask, anti-lockdown church, also strongly encourages prayer over medicine. My grandmother, who had a congestive heart condition, she died a horrible, miserable death. She literally drowned in her own fluids. Her legs swelled up because she didn't have the medication. My grandfather had type 2 diabetes. He literally wasted away to skin and bones because, you know, the body doesn't take in nutrients. And then the next big one was my mother. Robert and his family were among the first members of the Church of God Restoration in Elmer. He grew up to become a minister with the church, alongside the controversial current pastor, Henry Hildebrand. But Robert left in 1994 because the doctrines and rules no longer made sense to him. You remember the day you left? Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was, I can't believe I'm emotional on it, but it was, um, it was a really hard decision. I struggled with that decision for over a year. I knew it would devastate my parents. There was an absolute shunning. My mother didn't talk to me for a long period of time. They'd rather have seen me die physically. At least my soul would go to heaven and live on for all eternity. But to walk away is almost committing the ultimate sin. When Robert's mother got breast cancer, he says, he begged the church to let her get medical help. She had gaping open sores where the cancer just ate through her skin. And the smell in the house, I can't describe it to you. It's worse than a butcher shop. 
And I had to get permission from the church to just put some, you know, powders on it to keep the smell down. You had to get permission from the church to send a nurse into your mom as she was dying? Yes, yes. Because we didn't want to violate God or the church somehow, you know? Robert says his mother needlessly died in agony. In 2002, after the death of an infant from a curable disease made headlines in the U.S., church elders changed their rules to allow medical treatment for children. There have been other controversies as well, including allegations of child abuse. In 2001, the Children's Aid Society swooped in and removed children from a home of Church of God members in Elmer. Police dragged the seven screaming children from the family home because social workers objected to the parents' use of a belt, sticks, and an electrical cord to spank the children. The children's aid investigation began after an anonymous tip that a child wasn't receiving proper medical care for an accidental burn. The report says the parents were treating the burn with a mixture of water and bleach and that the child was struck and bruised after refusing to sit still while that mixture was put on. The report also says the child needed seven medical appointments to ensure the healing of this burn, an indication of the seriousness of the injury. A young Henry Hildebrandt defended the church's treatment of children. I think there's many people in Canada that perhaps don't believe necessarily in the Bible, but still feel that it is their obligation and right and responsibility to discipline their children properly. The family was eventually reunited after a promise that corporal punishment would no longer be used. What was the messaging that was told to parents about how to discipline their children when you were in the church? Spare the rod, spoil the child. And that starts with infants. I'm not talking start spanking when they're two years old, three-year-old. I'm talking about infants. It's a horrifying thing that you're saying. That yeah. There were these little sticks, dowels, and it's just used to hit the legs of the child. And as they get older, then things like leather straps are used. Do you believe that that still goes on in the church now? Absolutely. Allegations of child corporal punishment, shunning of modern medicine, and defying pandemic lockdowns all in the name of God. The man at the center of it all, Henry Hildebrandt. He has been the pastor here for almost 30 years. In 2011, he was named an apostle, one of 11 in the church hierarchy. Pastor Hildebrandt agreed to sit down for an interview in the very church that has so divided the town of Aylmer. Are there times where it's considered appropriate, your interpretation of the Bible, to inflict corporal punishment on, on an infant? I am not going into that. I'm, not, I'm just sticking by whatever the Bible says. Do you believe that an infant or a baby should be subjected to corporal punishment? That's absolutely not what we should be talking about because we have to see what the context of the Bible teaches. But what does the After Bible nine minutes of failing to provide clarity on the issue of corporal punishment of infants, Pastor Hildebrandt finally offered this. I believe a child should be trained from day one on and there's a thousand ways how to do it. Children should never be beaten up and children should never be mishandled, mishandled or mistreated, never ever. But when we asked about whether that children's aid investigation in 2001 had led to changes in their practices... We were before Bible-believing Christians, and we're Bible-believing Christians now. Which means what? It means that, what I just said. 
So the position has not changed. We were Bible-believing Christians before that, and we are Bible-believing Christians now. Nothing has changed as far as standing on the Bible. We've heard from former members that their loved ones have died because they have not sought medical care for conditions that could have been treated. I believe that the Bible teaches us that God is our physician. So that's what we have been saying all along is don't put your trust in the doctor. Isn't this a dangerous message, Pastor Hildebrandt, to tell people not to trust medicine? Thank God we taught them that there is something higher than the doctor, which is that you can trust in God, that God can help you. But we will never say that if you pray that God will heal your cancer because he might not. Former members who've left the Church of God mm -hmm. Restoration, describe the life in the church as being like being in a cult? It means zero. First of all, they don't even know what that means. Secondly, the people that describe us as a cult, if they would read the Bible, they would find that Jesus meets every point of being a cult. Pastor Hildebrandt's sermons are capitalizing on a growing discontent over lockdown measures. The definition of a police state, a totalitarian state. Taking on police, the medical community, and the government for policies like the forced quarantine in hotels for international travelers, which he makes a show of accidentally calling concentration camps. I think it is when you arrive in Canada, they put you in those, con those uh, isolation, that's where it is, those isolation camps. People are waking up, I and mean, when they heard about these concentrate, not these, what are they called, these uh, isolation camps. Well, you did this so, line during your sermon yesterday. You can't pull that one on me today. <laughs> okay. When they did these uh, isolation camps, our dear Prime Minister is so far off with that. And our older people, our elderly, are saying, Pastor, Pastor, that's, uh, that's uh, Hitler's, that's signs of Hitler, that's signs. I said, I believe you. I believe you because it's just too close for comfort. But this is taking things over the edge if you're comparing Justin Trudeau to Hitler. I'm not saying he's Hitler. He's way too young to be Hitler. But I'm saying for what Hitler did, the actions that led up to the concentration camps, it didn't start with a concentration camp. None of this feels very godly to me. Which, which kind, which part of it? None of this, this, this anger, this attacking of the police and of the government and of this doctors, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel godly to me. When Jesus walked into the temple, kicked over those tables and the money flew all over, that wasn't very godly, was it? That was the son of God. And right now I'm kicking over tables, left and right. And as soon as we're done, that we'll have the temple cleaned up and we'll have a temple like it should be. How about we just do a little tour? Come with me, whoever likes to. You've had hundreds of people in this church in defiance of public health orders. Yes. You've been involved in a rally with 2,000 people all merging together. Yes. Don't you feel some sort of responsibility that the word that you're spreading is actually causing an issue with COVID increase? No, not at all. It's the opposite. I actually feel... I actually feel that I thank God that I had the opportunity to do that because somebody in this country needs to wake up the people. Do you believe that these times of COVID and the flood of support that you're getting are all part of a bigger prophecy? 
about the end of the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that it is gearing towards, we know that the end is coming, we know that the end is coming, and I definitely believe that the Lord will show himself strong as the end nears because he is not coming back for a broken system. He's coming back to pick up his children that have stood faithful. He's coming back for that. We are all essential. We are all essential. Are you at all concerned that the people who are being drawn to your church now aren't necessarily here for your religious beliefs, but more for your political beliefs? It is a possibility. It's a possibility, but I have a golden opportunity while they're here. I haven't been back here probably in over 10 years. Robert Thiessen's decision to return to Aylmer and speak out is driven by his fear that the messages coming from the church he once dedicated his life to have become dangerous. At first when I left, I just believed they were a cult, not a dangerous cult. But the way I see them now antagonizing the government and upping the ante, their revelation teachings that they have right now, is very apocalyptic. And it's like they want this to happen. My concern is as they become more extreme, it's no longer fighting against the spiritual forces that are against us. It's now literally seeing the government as that agent of Satan or of the devil. The Church of God Restoration has now hired a legal team, claiming the lockdown measures are a violation of their constitutional right to freedom of speech and assembly. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes, 